Hey, Mark here, and I'm calling in before today's episode with a little favour to ask, if I may, please. You see, today I'm changing the format of the Podcast Accelerator. I'm trialling a longer form deep dive episode, real specific actionable takeaways, and introducing my recommended podcast tool of the week. Now, the format is ever so slightly different. It is a little bit longer, and during this episode, which is a huge, deep dive, massive piece of free podcast education. During this episode, I'm going to break off for about 90 seconds to recommend a podcasting tool that I think will help you. And at the end, stick around because there's a new section at the end, which is three actionable takeaways that you can implement today based on today's deep dive. So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. Last week, I discussed why I was disappointed in Apple's decisions around customer relationships in Apple Podcasts subscriptions. But was I too hard on Apple. Well, let's take a look at another perspective. This is the Podcast Accelerator. I'm your host, Mark Asquith, CEO and founder here with Captivate.fm, making the world's finest, most simple to use and growth-oriented podcast hosting platform out there. We exist to help you to grow your audience. Don't believe me? Go and kick the tires for a week on us. Give it a whirl. Put it through its paces. Give the team a little bit of a push. Let's see what they can do to help you. Do it at Captivate.fm. I think you'll enjoy it. And look, before I get to the content today, a big shout out to the team at Aweb who have just announced an absolutely outstanding integration with Canva. If you have ever tried to get decent images into your emails and, you know, as a podcaster, it's not just about being audio, it's about being visual as well. And email marketing is the best way to build your audience. Well, you know, Apple, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You can now just design Canva images inside Aweber. Honestly, it's absolutely fantastic. Well done to Chris and the team over there for getting that done. So just one more thing to make your life easier as a marketing podcaster. All right, it's absolutely fascinating to see this happen. So go and check it out at markaskwith.com slash Aweber. So like I said, last week, I discussed why I was a little disappointed with some of the customer relationship ideas that Apple had put out when it comes to Apple Podcast subscriptions. I, I just basically discussed why I thought it was restrictive to podcasters looking to build a business through Apple Podcast subscriptions. And my main bone of contention is the lack of ability that creators have to ask their buyers, whether that buyer wants to let the creator stay in touch via email, because that is genuinely, and I'm not just saying it, like it is genuinely how business is built online. As creators, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as startup founders, as SaaS founders, customer relationships are huge, and you need a way to be able to get in touch with people. And Apple kind of sort of making out that it's a privacy play, you know, They've got the hide my email functionality. So, I, you know, something doesn't map there in my head. As a creator, I believe that we should always have the opportunity to ask on our terms whether our customers or our prospects want us to be able to get in touch with them. All right. That's the relationship between us and the listeners. But 
Was I too harsh in my assessment? Well, look, I'm a business person first. I have been since I was 23. I'm 39 years old now. I've been doing this for 16 years, almost to the month, actually. I've been in, in business 16, 16 years and one month as I'm recording this today. And since then, I've only paled out of all, failed out of all those 16 years and one month, I've only failed to pay my mortgage on time once. It was in 2012, all right? We were running our design and digital agency maybe a year before I started podcasting. We had some brilliant clients, some real big clients, you know, and some real good quality local clients as well. We had some great retainers, some big retainers, but we got let down one month on a payment from one of those big retainers. And because we'd made the decision to reinvest in the business and hire uh, a team in order to, a bigger team in order to kind of grow the business and, and, and acquire more retainers, that one late payment came at such a time that it made our director's salaries two weeks late. Two weeks late. That's one of the unseen things of being a business owner, you know. You always get paid last, which is not a problem. That's how it should be. We take the risk. We shouldn't expect our employees to take that risk with us. So it made our director's payment two weeks late. That was all right, though. Quick call to the mortgage company. I've been in good standing forever. And a quick call to them, explain what the situation was. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Just, you know, send it over in a couple of weeks. It was fine. You know, all, all well and good. But it scared me. It scared me that I had to make that phone call. The agency was my sole source of income, all right? The agency was my sole source of income. That single event was the entire catalyst for me doing what I do today and, more importantly, how I do it today. See, I set every single business up that I own with three goals. Serve my customers better than anyone else, period. But in order to do that, I have to be profit first, aka never rely on investment and build the business model to make money from day one so that, third reason, I can look after my team and my family. I'm in business to look after the people around me, whether that's the people that work for me or my family. And if I'm burning money as a business, whether it's investment and I'm burning through to a, a, a solid end date of when that investment will, will run out, then stress appears. If I'm not making money, if I'm sort of just testing product ideas, then stress appears. In a profit-first business, that doesn't happen because you're able to pay everyone fairly from day one and you're able to sleep at night. Podcast websites was in profit from day one. The, the, the second that we launched it. Captivate was in profit from day one, the moment that we open the doors. Being profit first means that I, as a business owner, can focus on serving you, the customer, the podcaster, 100% of the time, not having to chase money around because I've got bills to pay. Now, that often surprises people. And a lot of people don't like talking about money. And they say, you know, especially when you mention the word profit, they sort of feel like you shouldn't be mentioning it. But that's what, we all, that's what we're all working for. It's what we're all working for, all right? Now, like I said, this approach, this profit first approach, it often surprises people. So take Captivate, for example. People assume that because we're technically a startup, aka, a, you know, a scrappy team making waves and, you know, we've been around for what, a couple of years now. People think that we must have investment and that we must be burning through that investment, ready to make money in year three, four or five. Wrong. That is not the case. Kieran and I built Captivate between us. That's it. No one else built the platform. We did it with long days and very late nights. And when we launched, like I said, Captivate was making money from day one. Now, I'm not saying this to sound like an arrogant ass. 
I'm not saying it to sound like I'm blowing our own trumpet, not at all. I'm saying that because it's underpinning my approach to everything. That is how I approach every single thing that I create. With that mindset, profit first, business first, I can make decisions that will lead to success. I've practiced it enough now and I've got a fair intuition on decision making. I've got confidence in my goals and know when to say no to things. I also know what I need to do to build businesses. So with that mindset, like I said, I can generate decisions that will that will lead to success theoretically. Okay, and it's you know, we've done it a few times now. I'm fairly confident that we know how to build things. And what I need to build primarily when I'm building business is genuine, long-lasting friendships that are not for business, but that can develop into relationships that will help everyone. There's a lot of people online, entrepreneurs, that say everyone's their friend, but it's not. They're just trying to leverage these people. That's BS, all right? You've got to build genuine friendships. That's why I spend so much of my own time pre-COVID being jet-lagged, up at 1am, dragging my ass out of bed for a flight and generally looking like mold after traveling for over a day to get to podcast conferences. I've got a deep, deep friendship with the people there. And I do the same with quote unquote customers. There are so many people who use Captivate that I see socially, drink beer with, have meals with, play golf with. And that's not some online entrepreneurial or yuppie bullshit. It's actually happening. Kipper, Felicia, Paul Ince, Chris Duck and Mike and Callie and bloody hell, Raf. All these people all right, And that's a teeny amount of them. They use Captivate because they knew me before that and know that if I say something, I'm good for it. And so many people sign up to Captivate because I do that. I'll get to know someone and then a year later, they'll be like, do you know, I'm ready to kick the tires on Captivate. Like, sweet. All right. Well, you know, guess what? Captivate's going to feel like me because it's me that's, that's built it with Kieran. And they're surprised that that business relationship is the same as the personal one because I'm just that genuine with things. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dude, you're eight minutes, 59 seconds in. What the hell has this got to do with Apple? Well, that's all to add context, okay? I spoke to another couple of friends of mine who were in podcasting over on Twitter Spaces this week. And without naming names, because I've not asked, they helped me to see another perspective. I am business first. Even as a creator of content, I set up my outlets to work as businesses, just in case I choose to make them businesses in the future. Don't believe me? I got a camera a few years ago. Still use it. It's brilliant. I love it. But I set up a website and a brand like day one of getting the camera. Don't believe me? Go to askwith.photos. I did. <laughs> Literally the day I got the camera. Legit. I've not done anything with it. I'm not a pro photographer, but yep. Still set it up just in case. Building that domain authority just in case. Honestly, no crap. There's even an Instagram account. I'm not posted there for a bit. But that's the point, is that that's how I set things up. One of the biggest reasons that I do this is so that I can build classically business-style relationships with potentially cold prospects. They can come and see my stuff. They can find me, you know, like amateur photographer, Barnsley. They can come and see my stuff, jump on my email list, maybe one day get to know me a little bit more, buy from me. Or in the case of, you know, something like Captivate, they set up their free trial and then they get to know me during the onboarding, during the free coaching that I do. They then stick around because they like the way we do things and the helpful approach that we take to podcasting. Either way, they swap me a bit of data, aka the email address, for the chance to get to know me and to give me the chance to get to know them and maybe build a business relationship with them. That's the way of the business world. All right. It really is. In 2021, that's the way of the business world. 
And the reason that I think I was perhaps a little harsh on Apple and the reason that I want to thank my two friends on Twitter Spaces this week for helping me to see another side is that not everyone is business first. Not everyone's like me. Do I think that creators should be business first? Well, yeah, I think they should be a little bit more business first. But not everyone's like me. That's all right. And honestly, what if you create something that you love, a podcast that you love? You've never had a business for before. You never even expected this to turn into a business, but you find yourself making a bit of money and want to scale that in as many ways as possible. Well, remember that missed mortgage payment that I talked about? That taught me that I needed to diversify. I needed multiple income streams, and since that day, I've never, ever had just one income stream. It's dangerous. To quote... Then, one of my Twitter spaces buddies, many streams make the river. And that got me thinking about this Apple Podcast subscriptions thing. As a creator, the more chances that we have to make money in places that our prospects already use, the better. Apple isn't forcing us to only sell on their platform, and so we could do the same content, make that available as a paid piece of content on Spotify, Patreon, Glow, Supercast, Captivate, all of the above. Is it more work? Yeah, of course it is. But if you're a creator who's serious about making money with your content and creations, then you already know that you'd need to put more focused work in to scale things up. The ability to make a few bucks from Apple, from Spotify, from Glow, from Captivate, and to accumulate those funds into a part-time salary. To cover your mortgage or to take the kids on holiday is a great, great thing. When you add that to things like merchandise, coaching and even more stuff that you can sell, all these little peripheral bits, then, hey, you can make a decent book with the right level of input. Do I agree with Apple's decision to not even ask the paying listener if they want to give you their email address? Nope. Will that change? I don't know. Do I think that asking a paying listener to join your email list and simply swapping ads for external things for ads for your own email list is the best way? Nope. But was I a little harsh on Apple's intention from a creator's perspective. Yeah, I think I was. The best products come from two tectonic forces pushing against each other to create and develop something new. Kieran and I do the same with each other every single day, constantly pushing each other to think differently and to do better for our customers. Apple, Spotify, they're in a tectonic push with the entire podcasting industry now. And I hope the thinking from everyone will help to develop and help podcasters to work in the open ecosystem and move that ecosystem forward to bigger and brighter things for years to come. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter. All right. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Hit me up at Mr. Asquith. Until the next time, thank you for tuning in. See you on the next one and keep on captivating. Adios.